This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. Does Taylor Sheridan have the entire TV industry in a chokehold? And Willis. So like, just say television. Come on, Golden Globes. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. What is going on, everyone? It's your two favorite podcast hosts back again with another episode Yay. of Pixel Splitters. Uh, we only got two more episodes to the end of the year, not including this one, which it's is true. a little terrifying, um, but also really, really cool. So you've got two more. One of them is going to be our top five movies of the year, which uh, is going to be that, a that episode better be good. Like we've been hyping <laughs> it for months. Yeah, we'll just you know like, we'll shelve it and then yeah. like you can buy. We're gonna it. get there and be like, well, here's the ones that we've been talking about for six months. So we'll be on our Patreon behind yeah. a paywall somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, uh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm off track now. Um, but yeah, we got some interesting things to talk about on this episode. The Golden Globes nominations have been released, and there is some stuff we got to talk about here for sure. Um, as we do every year, because obviously the Golden Globes are fraught with controversy year after year, and we will get into that. Yeah, We're also going to get into the latest Warner Bros. slash HBO Max, which might just be called Max soon, which is confusing. Um, <sighs> Cost-cutting <laughs> tendencies and cancellations and shelving, and there's so much going on right now. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about physical media a little bit and whether or not we need to be doing that again because streaming is not forever, it seems like. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but before that, let's go over the weekly releases because we got yes. some important ones. Because there's a movie coming out on Friday. Like, because there is a movie coming real. out on Friday. <laughs> uh, Avatar The Way of Water, Big Jim is freaking back after... Over ten years of not really of making this movie, let's be honest. Like, <laughs> is this arguably the most anticipated movie of this year? Like, it's a sleeper, but I think so. Like it, like we haven't been actively anticipating it, but we all no. knew that Avatar was coming. Oh, did I spoil it? Avatar. No, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> we all knew <laughs> that Avatar was coming, right? Um, and now it's here. And now it's here, and reports are sh estimating a $500 million opening weekend globally. Yeah. We all is... laughed when it was like, it has to be like the number two movie of all time to ever make a profit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's James Cameron. I don't know. We haven't seen it. So I don't want to say like James Cameron at the top of his game, but like but it certainly seems that way. It seems that way. And he's here. Big Jim's here to prove us wrong yet again. So, I mean, I can't wait. This is going to be a three and a half hour long uh, absolute masterpiece, I'm hoping. <laughs> um, yes. But that's really it for theaters. There's some interesting things coming next because week. Because no one's going to program against Nobody's Avatar. going up against Avatar the way yeah. of water. <laughs> Disney um, would back off that shit. They would. They would. Um, so for streaming, we got a couple things coming for movies, a contentious one. We got Bardo hitting yeah. uh, Netflix on the 16th, which is, uh, Alejandro Inirito's new movie, um, which I think is, has some interesting press around it. Um, yeah. you, I think people either love or hate Inirito. I'm, I'm kind of 
I like his movies. I don't love them. You know, I think Birdman is my favorite um, kind of going yeah. down from there. But I don't know. I'm obviously going to check this one out. I think his visual style is kind of unlike anybody else's. It's um, unparalleled, yeah. And he's an interesting storyteller, so I'll be checking that out for sure. Yeah. Uh, for That's pretty much it for movies, actually. For shows, we've got The Last Chance You coming back for season two, December 13th on Netflix. Uh, we also have Sampled, which I threw in here because it's interesting. The tagline is, an exploration of international cities from the viewpoints of traveling musicians on world tours. So I was like, that sounds okay. pretty intriguing. Um, interesting. And this is premiering uh, December 13th on Paramount+. Plus. We also have, oh boy, so came National... Out on Mon- came out on Monday. Came out on Monday, so you can Tuesday, find that. Tuesday, sorry, yeah. Yes, it came out earlier in the week. Um, yes. We also have <laughs> National Treasure, Edge of History, December 14th on Disney+. Plus. I don't think this is going to be good. I will talk about this next week, because okay. this is one of those ones, my curiosity is so high about this. I also yeah. don't think it's going to be very good. Yeah. But I want to know what it is so bad. Yeah. Because I'm just like, have you, there's been no press around it. Nope. I saw one teaser. I know Harvey yeah. Keitel's in it. <laughs> Has there been like a legitimate, tra- like it came out yesterday. Has there been a legitimate trailer for it? I saw the one teaser that they showed at D23 and that was pretty much it. I'm searching right now. I don't, there hasn't. That's all we've gotten is that short little teaser of like her. No, okay, no, there was like a little bit of a something. Okay, but there was, there was no like a there was like a ninety second trailer a few months ago. How but many that's views? been it. How many views? I mean, like it has. Oh God, it hasn't even broken a million views. That's 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 no good. This that's is a national wild. treasure. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be checking this out. I'm really yeah. curious if it's just like, if it's just for kids, if it's like yeah. Carmen San Diego, because that's the vibe I get off of it. And I just want validation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So we will be telling you next week what we think about this show. Yeah. Um, I got to shout out the recruit, which is coming out on the 16th on Netflix as well. This is a Noah Centineo video, a video vehicle that uh, yeah. I don't love him. This seems like it could be a semi enjoyable time. It's hard to kind of gather what's going on. He seems like a recruit for some kind of spy agency where he's kind of like a bumbling fool, but it it seems almost like a Guy Ritchie style of like kind of crude, violent. I don't know. There's something intriguing about this. Is this, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, but is this a, like a spinoff of the uh, 2003 Al Pacino Colin Farrell movie? Ooh, you a know brilliant, what? Okay, let me, I'm going to read this to you. You yeah. tell me if I'm talking about the new one or the old one. A brilliant young CIA trainee is asked by his mentor to help find a mole in the agency. Yeah, I mean, that could be this one. I think that's what this one is, too. Is yeah, that, was so that the, that's the that's the original recruit. I'm sure oh. that was like super like <laughs> confusing there, but absolutely that's that's the tagline from the 2003 movie. So okay, interesting. Very interesting. Everything becomes TV. Definitely. Also, uh, Doug Lyman is an EP on this, so uh, mm. we'll, see, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then the last thing, Sunday the 18th. 
1923, a new Taylor Sheridan show. This one stars Helen Mirren, Harrison Ford, Robert Patrick, Timothy Dalton, which I'm like, oh my God. Does Taylor Sheridan have like the entire TV industry in a chokehold? How? (laughs) How is Helen Mirren in a Western? I don't know. Harrison Ford, the guy doesn't like doing anything. Like, yeah. (laughs) Showing up. It's so weird. Uh, so yeah, I mean, check it out on Paramount Plus. It's it's another Sheridan Universe uh, show. So and if you're into it, rock and roll. It's like yeah. Christmas morning. But I know I don't I don't know about you. I haven't watched anything by him. Nope, no Yellowstone, no Vigil, no 1883. Yeah. I just I um it's not really my bag. But I don't know. Hey, we'll see. Um. So yeah, that's what's coming out this week. And let's get right into this episode here. So, we're going to start with Warner Brothers. I said those in the wrong order at the beginning, but it's that's fine. okay. It's fine. We're starting with WB um, and HBO because they're in kind of a pickle right now. Earlier this year, we talked about how they, I think, needed to cut like $3 billion in costs mm-hmm. or something like that to Big not stay money. afloat, but like kind of break even or turn a profit. And they're doing that, and they did it with the Batgirl stuff. I mean, there was we've talked every week yeah. about something. They're doing that a HBO, lot of lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but now, recently, it's come to our attention that they're canceling TV shows that have already been renewed for a second season. They're canceling shows that had some sort of an audience that were kind of on the fence about. Not just that, but they eventually are going to be stripped from HBO Max entirely with no real home in mind yet. Yeah. They've spoken about potentially doing a free ad, like an ad or like a free ad tier to their HBO thing and putting them there, but it's all up in the air. But, you know, shows like Westworld, shows like Minx, that like the Minx yeah. was renewed for season two. And they shot it. And and it was and it's and and no, no. Which is yeah. like a kind of a Batgirl type of situation. Um, I'm confused about this. Uh, and I'm kind of like, they're very, obviously they've still got Euphoria. They've still got like, um, what, Succession. They've got, they've got a couple yeah. things. Like I mean, the they Last have White Us. Lotus. Yeah. Like it's like they're, they still have huge tentpole things going on. Right. Um, and like Westworld was, has been canceled. Yeah. Which like I get, I think we've talked about on this yeah. on this pod. Like, I, yeah, it, it, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're making moves, man. They're pulling this stuff down. Yeah. Um, my the big thing I'm curious about is, are these things coming down? Like, they're gonna pull a bunch of stuff out. They're gonna like cut back a whole bunch of production. They're gonna merge their streaming services. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get Disney Max or D- Disney Max, uh, Discovery <laughs> Max or, yep. you know, what it, like whatever it, it ends up being. And yeah. then they're going to reassess and rebuild their library and like right, start pushing stuff back out. Because I'm like, it doesn't really make sense to me, at least to like not have this stuff available. Yeah. Why like, not? What costs are you really, really incurring by having, uh, like Westworld up on HBO Max? I think it was just they said like the royalty fees and licensing fees and stuff. Yeah, 
which I get if you're like, you know, in desperate needs of need of money and, and like are trying to put together a whole new streaming service. Mm -hmm. Sure. I guess. But that's also why I'm like, I feel like once things stabilize this stuff, I don't think we'll never see. Yeah. uh, Westworld again. Right. And I think there was like somebody's going to watch it. Yeah, for sure. Now the thing is, this has sparked a lot of people saying what we've kind of been saying for a minute. And I've seen this all over Twitter where people are like, Oh, nothing is permanent here. Like, should we go back to the age of physical media? Should I be downloading things and like just keeping them somewhere? And Oh, maybe streaming isn't all that, which I think is the most important thing is people are starting to really come around on the idea of what streaming is. And I think that's been happening. It's been happening for the last couple of years. I've been like, why do we have 15 streaming services? But now they're starting to see all of the rationale behind like the almost like the impermanence of this type of thing because there are Batgirls a perfect example. That will likely never ever be shown. Yeah. A movie that's completed and stars Michael Keaton, you know, it's like that movie will never <laughs> be there. Yeah. Um which is kind of insane and I'm glad that people are starting to think about this because it is a discussion. Like, what's the end game of all of this? Like, where are we headed? I don't know. I don't understand. You know? Well, I think there's also something to be said for the fact that, like, Batgirl will, I think, very quickly fade from our memory. Yeah. Especially with, like, I don't know if you saw today all of the conversation going around James Gunn and what he's, what's going on with the DC universe not mm-hmm. to like again just go to talking about superhero movies i don't know like why we're we can't nerds what this, can we, but we like, can help it but like uh supposedly this is all rumor like man of steel 2 not happening mm-hmm. uh aquaman 2 is uh, jason momoa's last aquaman movie he's going to be recast as lobo yep wonder Woman. like all of this stuff is thick. and i'm like like with all the change like we will probably forget about batgirl pretty quick yeah which like kind of sucks, especially for the like creators, you know, yeah. um, but they'll move on. The world will move on, you know, like. Sure. When it comes to the thing of like, yeah, streaming is um, not permanent. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like the concept of being able to watch absolutely anything that you want at any given moment. Is still kind of a new concept. Yeah. That I don't think like I think it's more likely that we're gonna move away from that than we're gonna move away from like streaming. Sure. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like I I, I so I like a, an example I have is um earlier I was I guess it was yesterday, I was like, man, you know what I haven't watched in a long time? Heat. And Heat's not on any streaming platforms right now. It's on stars. Oh. Um, who the fuck has stars? What the hell? So I was like, I, I don't own it on any kind of physical media. I don't, um, I can't stream it on any of the platforms that I have. And I was just kind of like, all right, I can't watch it. Yeah. It was a weird feeling for like 20 minutes and then yeah. I got over it. Yeah. Then I was like, oh God, yeah, there's 5 <laughs> billion other things for me to consume. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like. We are moving back towards that, like, is physical media still an important thing? Right. But also it's a re-examination of, like, how much do I need to be able to watch whatever I want immediately? Sure. 
Yeah. Which is like an interesting conversation. Yeah. Of like, I mean, I think back to the, like the Disney vault and like how it's like, yeah, okay, you could buy the Lion King, but then it was going to, or you could rent the Lion King for like however long mm-hmm. uh, on VHS. And then it was going to go back in the vault and you'd never be able to get it again until they yeah. released it in, you know, another 10 years. Right. Um, or another two years. It probably was. When yeah. I was, yeah. You know, <laughs> 10. So I don't know. I'm like, I'm more interested in that concept of like, you know, Westworld is gone right now. Yeah. Can they in three years be like Westworld back on HBO Max and I'm going to go, oh, shit, and rewatch all of Westworld. And that pays for the royalties that they're concerned about now. Mm. You know what I mean? If they can build mystique around it. Yeah, that's a weird concept to me. That's, I think, a different conversation than like Minx being like, yeah, we shot the whole second season. Right. Like, they chopped it. <laughs> yeah. But I also heard that Minx was shopping around to see if it could get picked up somewhere else, which is. Uh, yes. To to be a fly on the wall of a lawyer oh. uh, at HBO or any kind of other place that's like has to deal with transferring rights or something like that from streaming service to streaming service. But. Nightmare scenario. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's just, I, th- I think seeing these headlines is making a lot of folks just question things a little more. For a long time, especially for me, I was just going with the flow and being like, oh, this is amazing. Look at all this stuff that's happening. Like, oh, you yeah. get all of the Disney vault on Disney Plus. Amazing. Like, that's five bucks a month or whatever it used to be. Like, that's no, that's no, that's nothing. Yeah. Like, we can do that. But I like that people are at least thinking about this stuff a little more. And myself included, where I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I never watched Minx. I likely never will. You know, Batgirl could have been garbage. Who knows? Maybe no one would have seen it. But just thinking about, like, oh. And these decisions were made constantly before we saw it all. You know? Like, this is now we're just seeing all these conversations out in front because, oh, this thing happened like news comes out immediately about movies. So it's like, Oh, Batgirl's being shot. Now it's being shelved. Now this, 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 and this. And there's no real way to keep it like under wraps. Like someone's going to tweet about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I just like the fact that these conversations are kind of not beginning, but becoming more um, common. Cause it's, I think we take a lot of things at face value and things for granted and, uh, and yeah. these things, like, yeah, I'm sure Westworld, I mean, you can buy Westworld on a box set. I mean, you can yeah. still buy a physical copy of Westworld. Some of these others that are streaming, like, only, like, I don't, can you buy Stranger Things on a, on know. physical? I don't know. I actually don't know. Let me check. Not that Stranger Things is going anywhere, but, yes, you can. Season one. Movies you and can. films. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I see season one and two on Blu-ray. Right. You'll find it. Yeah. It's possible that not all of it's out yet. But like, yeah, I mean, there's there's still money to be made in physical media that it's like, I'm sure it doesn't cost more to create it than it does. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Like than the profits they make off of it. But I don't know that the minks would like make a profit and a physical media thing. Well, and that's part of the other um, thing too is a lot of these streamers are splitting but, their viewership because of the just sheer amount and volume of content. It's like not everybody's watching the same thing. Like neither of us have watched White Lotus. Apparently, it's the sure. best show out right now, and I've seen zero episodes. Yeah, 
I've been I have been basically just short of giving an ultimatum that I need to be <laughs> caught up before season three starts. Um, Which is soon? No, when next year? Well, season two just ended. Oh, on okay. Sunday, so we so got some time. We've got time. Um, <laughs> and they're only eight episode seasons, so I'm like, I oh. can. I'll find the time. Bang that uh, out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is like, you know, there's still the top tier stuff that's going to draw our attention. Um, mm-hmm. There's always been like, I feel kind of douchey saying this, but there's always been stuff that just kind of falls by the side, you know, like how many yeah. things in the 50s didn't get released, how many things in like, you know also in the fifties are like just lost to time because no one ever made a copy of it. Like it's true. You know, um, you'll, we'll, we'll never be able to consume absolutely everything at a drop of a hat. Um, no, but I was, it's, um, dogma is in like a weird rights hole where, really, um, there's something because that was Miramax. I don't remember the details exactly, but there's something to do with the fact that, the Weinsteins technically own dogma mm-hmm. and like can't put it out or can't oh. release the rights or something. So like dogma is just in this hole of no one can watch it because of like legal reasons. Yeah. Um, it's just sitting there. Don't, don't take me on my word on that. I might be misremembering <laughs> some of the details, but uh, that's okay. But like Google it, like yeah. there's Kevin Smith has spoken at length about what's going on. Um, right. But it's like one of those I'm like, yeah, like if you want to watch Dogma, like it's not just there at the drop of a hat. Um, yeah. And I don't know. That's I feel like there's like a bigger <laughs> conversation to be had here of like, yeah. And like you don't get what you want at the drop of a hat all the time. Deal with it. Right. I think that might be part of this. The met, the theme of this is like, yeah, this is just kind of the way things are. And they, they always have been like this. It's just yeah. now we expect within – a matter of four or five years where all of these, not even like three years where everyone has a streaming service. Yeah. We now expect everything. Well, right it was here. kind of beaten into us of like every time one of these new yeah. streaming services started, it was like, here's everything. Here's Paramount Plus. Here's all of Star Trek. Right. Here is, uh, you know, Disney. Here's the entire Disney vault, all of Marvel, all of right. Star Wars, all like even like here's your 90s Spider-Man cartoon Marvel stuff, like all yeah, of it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's like so we just kind of like, well, everything is it's available. all here. Right? It's all right. Always. Yes. Yeah. For me. And yeah. Yeah. I want to watch Heat right now. Right. Like, what do you mean? It's not on anything. Right. It's weird. But also like. It's the way things are. I don't know. I feel like we've gotten weirdly away from like what our original point was, but um I mean, yeah, but no. I mean, like it's it is basically this is not the end of the world. Like it sucks, but yeah. These things will be back and if not, that's kind of the way it works. <laughs> well, and here here here's one little last caveat we can we can tie in here of like yes, this smaller stuff is just falling by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the Minx is like a, a, a good, having not watched it, so I'm, sure. you know, uh, I feel like the Minx is a good example here of like, here's a small show that they're just like, yeah, we're not going to do this. Like, that's, we don't get more. Right. You know, um, but there's conversation around it. For sure. There are people who are like, well, like, but you shot it. What are you doing with what you've already shot? Right. Like, you should just. You should just finish it. Right. Like just put like, it's not just like, 
in some back room that some, you know, executive smoking a cigar is like, yeah, we're going <laughs> to fucking shelve that shit. I don't want to hear about the minks ever again. Right. Um, there's conversation. So it's like it's. The stuff's just kind of falling by the wayside, but um, less so than it used to. Couldn't agree more. It's just more in front of you now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's conversation around it. And that's like the important stuff because that's gets it seen by more people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of things that will be seen by more people this year than last year. <laughs> that's good. There you go. There you go. Uh, the freaking Golden Globes are back, everyone. The everybody's favorite and most prestigious award show. Hollywood Foreign Press Association. <laughs> They've released their uh, nominations, which are interesting. And just yes. for people who don't know, especially over the last like five years, the controversy has been deep and yes pretty hard with them uh obviously diversity issues and inclusion issues i will say this year nominees were voted on by 96 members of the voting body and for the first mm -hmm. time ever 103 international voters uh as well which were representing i believe over 60 different countries so there this makes you wonder what foreign press stood for before i know <laughs> we're not going to interrogate that that's their yes. own thing uh but yeah, so they're they're seemingly, I don't want to give them any credit, but they're seemingly making some kind of an effort to at least diversify yes. the people who they are They have voting. been trying a little bit. Yes. Um, and we have the list of nominees here, which are interesting. Um, how do we want to go about this? Do we want to just go through like different categories? Let's start with, do you have any like large scope thoughts before we get into anything specific well i guess <sighs> the main thing that i would say is in in a, a year with incredible features directed by women um mm -hmm. zero nominations for i believe what was it drama and best director hold on let me just make sure this is correct uh, yeah, all men for best director. Yeah, all men for best director, which is like, um, um, okay, in a year where you have like women talking and she said and the woman king, yeah, and, like really strong, especially when we have like, you know, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, which I have very strong thoughts about. Um, yeah, it just comes off as like, how did this happen? You know, I'm just very confused as to how that happened. Um. I don't know what yeah. what were there any major takeaways that you well, had? I mean, it's very it's a it's a interesting slate here. It's a very like the main thing that I took away from like the top of this, and I will say, should we qualify? I feel like we're going to be talking mostly about the uh, the film side of it, less so about less so about the TV, yeah, the TV, um, yeah. such as the basis of this podcast. Right, um, right. there might be things <laughs> worth touching on, but. Uh, yeah, like we talk so much about like what the big players are in terms of films mm -hmm. coming out this year um and like oh man this is great oh you got to see this oh that oh this you know and like a lot of that's personal preference but a lot of what we talk about is um like just what the industry is pointing at of like whoa that at any given time. Um and I feel like that is like not accurately represented here i feel yeah. like i'm like 
I feel like a lot of this list feels like someone pointed the Hollywood Foreign Press Association at a list of 25 films and they picked the ones that they'd heard of. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, not to say that it's all just like a popularity thing, but I'm like, but like, let, let's start like, so with best picture, yeah. best motion picture drama, mm-hmm. we have Avatar, Elvis, The Fablemans, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. I could have guessed that probably. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like, and like, sure. Like those are all worthy films of that. Sure. Like tier kind of stuff. But I'm like, It's like an interesting, uh, like there are things that are just not there, Absolutely. which I guess is how that always goes. But like, I feel like we've talked so much about, um, I'm trying to find my, like my list here to, to, to bring up certain things. Oh yeah. Um, well, and they've also qualified things in a very interesting way here too. Yeah. Well, so like things like uh, the Northman, mm-hmm. you know, or um, the Woman King, or the Woman King, or um, what time. was the other one? <laughs> yeah, like these ones that were like here we are talking about these kind of top tier things. Yeah, Nope. I mean, like Nope. Yeah, nope on yeah. Here? There you go. Nope's the perfect example. <laughs> like, That's exactly the kind of like example I was looking for. Like, where's Nope? <laughs> how is Nope here? Which has been. A large how sorry not how is nope how is nope not here when it's been such a large part of the conversation yeah of top tier cinema this year yes and I don't think that's like me projecting about like we've talked so much about it on pixel splitters no I think it's just been like nope has been an impactful thing yeah and it's just they're like nah like nowhere on this list not not one yeah spot. Which is not to say like snub or not snub or whatever, but I'm like, I feel like that, it, like, it just feels less um, understanding of the the breadth of the movies that came out this year, I guess is what I'm saying. Exactly. Top Gun Maverick, Tar, The Fableman's Elvis, and Avatar The Way of Water. I mean, can we not yeah. get more standardized than this? And I will say, except for Elvis, I, I and I haven't seen Avatar yet. I mean, The Fableman's Tar and Top Gun Maverick. I mean, I love those movies. I think they're fantastic movies. Yeah. But they're not an accurate representation. Well, you can like you can break down this list. You can say Avatar. Okay, James Cameron, like as sure. we were saying earlier, yeah. like most anticipated film probably of the year. For sure. You know. Um, Elvis. Like, I love Baz. Biopic from a respectable like yeah. director about like a huge star like – they do love, you know, a, a biopic mm-hmm. um, or a biopic, as someone once said to me, which freaked me out. Um, Fableman's is Spielberg, Spielberg top tier. Yeah. Like it's Spielberg. He's gonna get- Spielberg talking about himself. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like that's a top tier. Like, yeah. Tar is Kate Blanchett, you know, who is like everybody loves Kate Blanchett. She is a tour de force, yeah. you know, and then Top Gun Maverick is the biggest movie of the, of the year. year. Yeah. It seems like it's like, yeah, here's the ones that you've heard of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, without having a full understanding of, and like, again, like I, you know, I'm not saying that they don't have an appreciation of like Armageddon time or, uh, you know, or Nope or anything like that, but it seems like a, a, a you know what it is? It seems like a lazy list. 
yeah, or safe list, you know, like this is just yeah. obviously these are the picks and yeah. Yeah, I just, I mean, obviously Avatar hasn't released yet, so who knows, but I, I, I... And I'm like, I'm sorry, did all of the people who, who, like, nominated this, like, watch a DVD screener? Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, and as we kind of go down the list, too, it's, it's just, it's exactly who you'd think basically yeah there's nothing surprising no and i and maybe that's kind of their whole jam but it's it you know what's also crazy so best performance by an actor in a motion picture hugh jackman's in there for the sun which i have heard on good authority is one of the worst movies of the year by far really yeah it's like like crazy offensive um and then jeremy pope and the inspection which was the tiniest little and i've not seen the inspection but it was a tiny, limited run, A24 yeah. movie about a recruit going into boot camp. And I'm sure he was amazing in that. But I look at yeah. these and I'm like, where Elvis, uh, Austin Butler for Elvis? Sure. I think I, yeah. he's a lock. Brendan Fraser for The Whale, he's a lock. The other three, I'm like, where did you, what movies did you watch this year where these yeah. are the three that you're coming away from? Like, Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya in Nope is like it's incredible top 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 tier we keep bringing up nope but it is truly like well one it of those is movies like <laughs> yeah well and like one of the best per- the nominees here is bill nye for, for living. living which is a movie i've never heard of apparently it's a remake of a kurosawa movie I, which like looks interesting enough sure came out in like april is not available to watch anywhere never heard of it yeah i so like <sighs> I don't know. I'm like, it, I feel like I look at this list and I don't, at the risk of sounding condescending, I don't trust the taste of the people who made this list. For sure. Which I mean, like, like it's it's the fucking Golden Globes. Like we yeah. bitch about this every year, where it's like, <laughs> oh, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Yeah. Um. And it'll be really interesting this year to see how far the oscar nomination list strays from this um but like i mean so there's uh, there's the golden globe awards do they're split between drama and um musical or comedy Mm -hmm. so we had we said best picture best motion picture for drama was avatar elvis fableman's tar and top gun maverick Mm -hmm. Their best picture nominations for musical or comedy are babylon which nobody's seen yet Mm -hmm. banshin banshins Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, and Triangle of Sadness. Does Everything Everywhere count as a comedy? Or Banshees? I'm like, I... I, I haven't <laughs> seen Banshees, and I like I would squarely put uh, In Bruges as a comedy. Okay. Uh, but like, I, and it's a funny... But answer. I mean, I don't, I'm projecting, but... Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once? is a comedy like it's funny but so is dude there are parts in top gun maverick that is hilarious there are parts in tar that are hilarious like i just where's the where like banshees i feel like should have everything everywhere all at once should have been for sure in the drama category for best picture like i just yeah that is a drama that's i don't like i think of that movie and i'm like i don't it's It's not not like it has its lighter moments, but there's no like where I'm laughing out loud. I'm like, are they thinking of the scene with the like 
hot dog fingers and they're like that's hilarious it's a comedy yeah like, i mean the rocks maybe but even still i'm like it's a yeah. very touching moment it's it's almost a movie that kind of defies genre which is why i'm like oh well they it this list feels like well we gotta throw all of these movies in here let's just do it here like i will say i like i think that split across the board i'm like performance by an actor in a motion picture musical or comedy like does the menu belong there for ray fines is this a comedy? Is this a musical? No, it's definitely not a musical. I don't think it's a comedy. I mean, it's funny. It has funny moments, but I'm like, that is borderline a horror movie. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, it, it seems like, I don't know. So. Wait a minute. Is White Noise a comedy? I, I'm, I don't think White Noise is a comedy. Why is Adam Driver? <laughs> I think White Noise is being pitched. We, we talked a couple of weeks ago about trailers. Yeah. I think white noise is being pitched as something that it's very much not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> where I'm like really pulling that. But every time I see something for that, I'm like, that's not what this movie is going to be. Right. So which I'm like, have they seen white noise? Like, I, you know, I mean, I'm sure, but it, it's weird. It's so bizarre. Here's something. So best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Emma Thompson was good luck to you. Leo Gray. You watch this. Was that, did she deserve to be on this list? I mean, Emma Thompson is undeniable, but. What's what's the category? Best Sorry, performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Emma Thompson? Yes. Yeah? I. If the question is, is that a musical or comedy? No, no, no. That Does she deserve to debatable? be on this list? Yes. Really? She is so fucking good in that movie. Okay. Okay. Um, that movie I, made, like, like, I love that movie. That movie I will like defend to the ends of the earth. Like okay. it is so small and so intimate and like not a musical or comedy in any capacity. <laughs> like like in any capacity. So then what um actually weirdly dark. Like it's vaguely like lighthearted at points, but like right. not, it's not dark. That's the wrong word. But like Yeah, but it's not like um, a, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um Yeah. Uh Michelle, one hundred percent belongs yeah. amongst all those, though. Okay, um, okay. Well, that makes sense then. I like. I don't know. I don't know um, what Mrs. Harris goes to Paris is about. I've heard incredible things about Babylon and Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Um, Anya Taylor which, like, Joy. I'm like, yeah, and Anna Taylor Joy at the menu. I haven't seen. The she's menu, good in it, but like, I don't know that yeah. she deserves that. She's good in it though. Um, but this is this like- one of those things. I wonder. I'm like, is this like? This is a, a fight between Michelle Yao and Margot Robbie and like, let's fill out the list. I guess, but I'm like, do they not deserve to be in like the drama category for Babylon and yeah. everything everywhere? I'm like, well, here's an interesting, <laughs> like, so we've been talking a lot about the, our issue with musical or comedy is, has musical or comedy become like an overflow category that's what it looks like because so you look at best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama yeah and you have kate blanchett in tar yeah which is like everything Obviously. after two or divorce yeah olivia coleman in empire light i mean it, olivia it's coleman olivia has coleman. run the tables on this for years <laughs> yeah viola davis in like an incredibly powerful powerful performance in the woman king yep. anna de Armas, which you could is, is she's really she's good, good at, you could it. never in a million years make anywhere near the argument that it's musical or comedy. Nope. Although I guess of all of these, she does sing in blonde. <laughs> so like <laughs> more of a musical than any of the others, <laughs> I suppose. And then Michelle Williams in the Fablemans. Um, 
I don't, I haven't seen the fable one, so I don't know. But like, so you have those five and you're like, well, but these ones also are important. Mm -hmm. Like we got to get them in there somewhere. Like, are we just getting to the point where it's like, guys, just like do a top 10 of your best picture or best performance or like, I feel like, yes. Because you could throw all 10 of these women in the same category, I feel like, and it would be totally yeah. fine. I mean, I think they're overrating Anya Taylor-Joy in the menu. I think she was really good in it, but I just, I'm like, are we, like, there are better? I mean, I would put well, Taylor Russell getting, up in there for both. We're also getting uh, Daniel Craig from I know. Glass Onion as a best performance in a musical or comedy, which, according to you, very much a comedy. Oh, it's for sure 100% a comedy. Um but like, um, eh. but we're getting Ray Fines for the menu in there too. I'm like, eh. not even on the same. They're not even talking the same language. Like, like Daniel Craig is a comedian in Knives Out. Ray Fines is not a comedian in the menu. Like he's putting a very. It's just once you see it, you'll understand. But it's yeah. it's just like, oh, did I laugh in this? Okay, comedy. See, here's the thing: we can get further down the list here now. I know. And talk about how uh, when we get to supporting, yeah, there is no delineation between drama and musical or comedy. It's just like here's your five. Here's your five. Like what? in, and it literally says in any motion picture. Yeah, you know, um, to tie in just to to let our listeners know what we're looking at here, uh, actress in a supporting role. We're looking at Angela Bassett for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at Carrie Condon for Banshees of Inishirin. Deserved. We're looking at Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere. Come on. Dolly Dillon for Triangle of Sadness. And Carrie Mulligan for She Said. How is Stephanie Sue not in here over Jamie Lee Curtis? <sighs> Give That's me a break. That's such a tough call. Yeah. She, yeah, sure. Jamie Lee Curtis is in like a quarter of the movie. Stephanie and Sue. is good in it. She's good. Everyone's good in it. But, but is completely like, if you're talking best supporting actresses. No contest. Yeah, no contest whatsoever. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> All of the rest of them deserve it. I haven't seen Triangle of Sadness, but um, yeah, Angela Bassett is wonderful in Wakanda Forever. I, yeah, and then we go down to best performance by an actor. In any motion picture. In any motion picture. Supporting it role in any motion picture. Eddie Redmayne in The Good Nurse? That's the best we got? That's what we're getting? That's yeah. what we like, got. Two, two like, in Banshees, which I'm like, they're both great. But did we need both of them when you could have added somebody else who is equally as important? Do I think both Barry Keown and Brendan Gleeson, like they were both amazing, but like maybe, I don't know. There are just so many movies. I mean, that, where's Paul Dano from The the Fablemans? Yeah. You know, like there's like not, I mean, Anthony like Hopkins I haven't seen from it. Armageddon Time. Like <laughs> Anthony Hopkins from Armageddon Time. Yeah, like... um. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> just the list just like goes on and on of like, you know, like it, it seems I like I know there was talk about um, Adam Sandler in Hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, God, wait, didn't we? Oh, no. OK, I saw I saw an article that was like, can we talk about the Harry Styles snub by the Golden Globes? I'm like, which snub are we talking about here? <laughs> No. Which movie? Because none of them deserved any <laughs> like recognition. Like The Policeman or Don't Worry Darling. I'm like, no. ah, I think However, can, Policeman. can let that one go. 
there were multiple performances in The Policeman that I would put up in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's it's just insane. Like, David Dawson should be in there over Eddie Redmayne. Like, come on. I mean, I wouldn't put The Policeman in here, but, like... But not not, no Timmy not for nothing, but um, <laughs> Daryl McCormick. Daryl McCormick for uh, Good Luck to You, Rio Grande. Le- Rio. Leo Grant, yeah. like the titular character, right. like he's really fucking good off that. And he plays off Emma Thompson. Like their chemistry is incredible. Yeah. That. And I'm like that over like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're kind of doing a, a, a mixed thing of here. If we're like, it's all the fa- It's all like the normal <laughs> ones. But like, I don't know, this random ass one from nowhere that like, why isn't yeah. there any of the more normal ones? <laughs> but um, there's it, like. I don't understand. I don't understand where this, how their polling adds up to this. Right, that's the thing. Um, and I guess I don't know. I don't know how the uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press does it. I don't know if there's there's a campaign situation with them where their campaign and then they vote for the nominations and then vote for the top. Yeah, um, I-, I don't know exactly how that goes, so I don't want to like talk too much about it right. but um i don't know like even i'm I'm scrolling through this list and i'm getting down into the tv stuff and i'm like we're talking about like ozark for best television series the crown like, the crown like house of the dragon like severance is really good ozark the last season of ozark i'm sorry was like not good yeah it was it intri- was fun, it had yeah. it had some things going for it but it didn't have anything near what it used to have right. and there's a lot of like there's so much out there, especially when you get to TV. There's so much out there that's just like, okay, like next kind of Right. In drama, next. they did they put House of the Dragon. I'm like, listen, I know people liked House of the Dragon, but was that even the top ten best dramas of the year? Like, I feel like probably not in terms of TV. I don't know. I don't know. I might throw down on that one. Really? But like, but here's the thing. I'm like, I don't know if I'm throwing down on that in terms of like complete quality of the series or like quality sure. slash like the level to which it was like part of the culture sure sure but come on ozark i will put andor in here over ozark and yeah. andor is like yeah. way better <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah andor uh diego luna did get yep. a nom for that which is um, good no stealth. Wait, yep, wait. Was yep. there a per- supporting? Hold on, hold on. I, I know. I'm I'm scrolling for the exact same thing <laughs> right now. I'm like, where is he? Uh, these are long titles. Best performance. I know by an actress. We said we had. One. We definitely talked about this last year when we covered the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah. We're like, these are the longest titles of all time. Yep. Nothing. Nada. John Lithgow for the old man, Jonathan Price for the crown, John Turturro for the for Severance, Tyler James Williams for Abbott, and Henry Winkler for Barry. Come on. Well, that's musical comedy. Oh, is it? Or drama television series? Oh, uh, they do it in so one. Like, just say television. <laughs> Come on, Golden Globes. What is um, this? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a fucking travesty. Um, hang out for the hanging out for the Emmys. I want yeah. him to, I, we haven't said his name yet. We're talking yeah. about, um, Stellan. Oh, I was talking about, we're Stellan talking about Skarsgård. different people. You're talking about Andy. Ooh, Serkis? I, I was talking about Andy Circus. <laughs> That's how we're good Andor the is. Same show with different performances. That That's is amazing. how good Andor is. You guys. <laughs> um, wow. 
Yeah, man. I don't. Yo, Pam and Tommy is up for best television limited series this is anthology. For like a lot. Yeah. Dahmer. It's, it's in a in a handful of things. Um, oh, God. where's the one? I'm actually really intrigued by. Um, the bear is a comedy. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> as much as any of these are like yeah. <laughs> properly. Oh my god! Oh, come on, what was the one I was just like, "Ooh, that's really interesting." Um, best television series, musical or comedy, is going to be an interesting throwdown because we've got Abbott Elementary, ah, yeah, which is really good. We've got The Bear, which I haven't watched, but I have. People are like, I, I am definitely peer pressured into watching the bear. Um, it'll happen because people have told me it has hacks, which is great. Mm-hmm. Only murders, which is Phenomenal. like top tier and Wednesday, which is like huge and actually pretty fucking amazing. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that is that is an intent. That's probably I feel like the most intense category we've got going on here that I'm like, yeah. this is actually like five legitimate nominations that I'm like could go any direction. Right. Um, oh, I wonder. Um, drama severance. No Atlanta anywhere on here besides Glover. Glover for best. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. <sighs> so <laughs> let's let's <laughs> we're just let's pontificate. Pull back from our despair about the actual nominations for a minute here. We've talked in the past about how much the Golden Globes are usually like the precursor to the Oscar nominations of like, yeah, yeah. Like what the golden globes nominate tends to be very similar in a lot of capacity to what the Oscars nominate. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's going to be the case here? Or do you think like they're shifting and they're changing around of their, not only their like voting body, but their like policies and their situation is going to like, like, do you think we're in a corrective year that it's not going to be a good predictor? I think so. I think so. I'm definitely, I definitely led the question on that no. one. But like, <laughs> no, but a hundred percent because this is like you could have seen zero movies and you could have guessed the best actress motion picture drama yeah. category. Um, you know, and I think that the Oscars are trying desperately to get away from that, which is good. And trying to obviously they've also diversified their voting body as well, and which is why we had Drive My Car up for Best Picture, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a good indicator. I wonder what's going to win out of any of this, dude. If Elvis wins, Elvis has such a strong following right now that I'm very yeah. worried that it could win Best Picture, and that would just infuriate me to the end of the world. Um, that would be very bizarre. It's not impossible. They're loving this it's movie. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think that I, I would hope, I hope that this is not indicative of what's going on. Wait, wait, what? wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to pull it back to like the wider scope kind of thing, but we didn't talk about best motion picture animated, which I'm oh, going to yeah. lose my shit on. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think anyone who's been listening to Tuned In has, has realized that, and I have kind of realized this year, that I watch a lot of animated films. Mm-hmm. And I'm horrified by this list of five. It starts. Okay. I'm not going to do it in the order that's listed because I'm like trying to build rhythm and uh, like <laughs> proof point here. So it starts. We'll start with turning red. Yeah. Turning red. Great movie. Yeah. Okay. 
kind of we we've said before like we love turning red it's the pixar movie of the year yeah like has a good chance of winning everything because it's like yep pixar Pixar, movies win all the time yep uh we also have inuo which is an anime film which is cool to see cool anime taking like grabbing a lot of momentum in terms of like actual appreciation as a art form yeah as opposed to just like yeah it's fucking anime right um I didn't mean that to be like a negative thing at all. I love anime. Like, yeah, no, no. Since I was a, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, after that, we have um, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, which is one of my top movies of yeah, the year. Very cool. Um, I absolutely am obsessed with this movie. Yeah. Like five stars across the bet. Like my vote. Glad it made the after cut. that. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, yeah. Defined as actual animation, yeah. um, even though there's live action elements to it. Yeah. Um, then there's Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Sure. Which I haven't watched yet, uh, but I have had multiple people tell me that it's fucking incredible, that it's beautiful, that it's like you can feel the passion that he's put like 10, 15 years of his life into making this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's Guillermo del Toro. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the top four. And then the fifth one in there is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. A third movie of a spinoff series of a like Puss in Boots came in in the third Trek movie. Maybe I I I couldn't even who knows. So like we're six deep from an original concept here. Like how are we having this conversation where they're like Puss in Boots in the same vein as Pinocchio? Or Marcel the Shell, like, like or Marcel the Shell, like even an like four movie. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't. I want to so desperately, like s- talk to the people who make these nominations and say, like, like where are you thinking here? Like no judgment, like honestly, like no judgment. Sure. I'm, like I mean judgment because it fucking puts in boots, yeah, but like. But- no judgment. I'm literally just curious. I'm like, yeah. how does it, how do we get to this place? Yeah. Like, wh- what? Yeah. Like, I'm sure Puss in Boots is fun. Sure. You know, like, whatever. Um, is it a top tier movie? Like, you can tell from just watching it that it's like, it's made very specifically for kids. It's made very specifically for like, you know, franchise f- things. Yeah. And like the, it's it's I don't I don't understand. I'm fine with it existing. Of course, I'm happy that it exists. Like yeah. rock and roll, I love anime films. Keep yeah. keep bringing them to me. I don't understand how it lands on a list of best motion picture animated. Are there not other options out there? Where's Apollo Ten and a Half? Yeah, where's the Sea Beast? Like this is this is one where's of those things C- where it's yeah. like it feels like they found four and they're like, oh god. What's a fifth one? Um, oh, Puss in Boots came out this year. Okay, throw that on the list. Like, oh, didn't I just see, like, we're, we're like squarely in the middle of the ad campaign for Puss in Boots too. Right. And I'm like, oh, did you just like. Eh, it's got to be okay. It's probably inoffensive. Let's throw it on there. No one cares about it. And that also shows like the, oh, no one really gives a shit about animated films type of mentality when. Yeah. You're throwing a freaking Puss in Boots movie. And hey, maybe this, maybe Puss in Boots is like revolutionary. Maybe this movie is like. I've heard not word zero words about this movie because I don't know anyone who fucking watched it. And you're going to give it to it over something that's original 
well, semi-original, like the Sea Beast or like Apollo Ten and a Half, like something that, like it seemed like they were going for something with some of this, uh, with parts of this list. Like you said, you've yeah. got anime on here, you've got Pinocchio, you've got Marcel the Shell. Like, but like, I mean, give even, Linklater like, a shout list, out. <laughs> well, or like, if you want to go more franchisey, like, where's Lightyear? Yeah, you know, yeah. where's Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Mm-hmm. Where's um, what's the Beavis other one? And Butthead. Yeah, where's Bees and Butthead? Where's DC League of Super Pets? Where's Minions Rise of Gru? Yep, yep. Like, yep. Where's the bad guys? Yeah. Like, we're landing on a, like, a six deep on a, I'm, I, like, that I just don't, I don't understand. No, that makes. I don't. It makes, it makes this whole other list, it puts an asterisk on everything going, yeah. what did you, th- what were you thinking about when you made this? And did you care? Because then you look at the rest of the list and you're like, I could have guessed every single person that you nominated in every yeah. film. It's it's so by the by the books, um, and just incorrect. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things I'm like, yeah. how how does this make any sense? Why are there four people nominated for Banshees of Inisherin when so many more movies came out that year? I loved yeah. Banshees. It's one of my favorites of the year. In no way, shape, or form does it when you only have five people yeah. that can be nominated are you putting two people from that movie yeah when you when there's infinite other possibilities out there i just it's confounding I, <laughs> and like I, I will we can wrap up here but yeah. like i will say i've heard a lot of talk about like how it's like yeah it's really hard for the members of these voting bodies to watch all and like i understand that you know what i mean like that i am it is mid-december and i am way behind on like the nominations of like what should be coming out or or what's going to be nominated for the oscars things like that yeah you know what i mean there are plenty of things i didn't see in theaters and like but if you're fucking voting on this watch them uh, all or don't be a part of it like I don't. Is there not? Like, yeah. Is there not an abstain option? Can you say like I didn't see this? I didn't see. Or is it like, I I I just it's it 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 feels like it's like if you're gonna be part of it, especially there's like what two hundred of them. Mm-hmm. You're part of an elite group. Like barely anyone. <laughs> yeah. Like, watch the freaking movies, man. Your whole situation is you have to be able to watch these and make an adequate nominee. It's 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 asking an integrity. Yeah. That as I say the word integrity out, I'm like, it's the Hollywood following. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's my thing. I'm like, you know, and I'm sure there's perfectly fine people, but it's like. I don't trust you guys. I don't. This is so. We're ending on such a negative, uplifting they note here. They did but it like, to us. I'm like, <laughs> guys, it's so easy to tear this list apart as like a list made by a bunch of people that really want to hang out with famous people mm-hmm. and don't really care about movies. Yeah. And are going to like just throw an event so that everybody will show up. Yes. Yes. Do they want Antonio Banderas to come to the Golden Globes so like Puss in Boots gets a nomination? Right. Like, like that's a super incredibly cynical like viewpoint. 
but I don't think it's off base. <laughs> but like, it's not hard to get there with what you're putting in front of us as yeah. your nomination list. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like you you want us so desperately, obviously they've been trying to save face over the past couple of years. You want us so desperately to be on your side. And and then you give us a list that makes it look like you didn't see anything or didn't care. And like yeah. again, all the movies on this list are good movies. That's not what we're arguing. It's the fact yeah. that like why is it the movies that everyone has been talking about and none of the ones that are just like, okay, like yeah. so many movies came and went this year. Yeah. But the ones that they're talking about are like the ones that everyone's talking about. And yeah. that's a little bit of an overstatement. But again, I could have guessed the best uh, motion picture category through like 100% yeah. from this yeah. voting body. I don't it's know what, what the, Oscars the conversation has been about. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. I just, it's crazy. And, the, it's wild. and honestly, the, um, the um, exclusion of Stephanie Sue in the supporting mm-hmm. kind of taints this whole thing for me where I'm like, it's absurd. I don't even think Jamie Lee Curtis would have wanted her to be nominated over Stephanie Sue in this category. Yeah. It makes no sense. She's in like a th- quarter of the movie when Stephanie yeah. Sue is in the entire movie and has to do is so much the main antagonist. Yeah. It, it's just it, that, it's that 14 main antagonists. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, that alone just makes me go. That's you guys don't, you, you're not on top of this at all. Um, so, woof. Very much woof. <laughs> um, I will say let's uh, let's let's. I want to end on a bit of an up note, if I can. Do it. Have you seen RRR? Hell, fucking yeah. Yeah, I still haven't watched that one, but I'm like, fuck yeah for like that showing up here. Yes, I'm glad. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's a a big left field movie that kind of i think everyone was just like oh shit this is fucking really good here we go and kind of like <laughs> swept the whole world and i'm like yeah. yeah like let's let's bring this this yeah this tall borderline yeah. campy <laughs> yeah <laughs> you gotta watch our um, before the end of the year it's know, gonna be a long one but well that one's like over three hours it's Why, like all the ones i still have to watch are over three i know hours, it's almost four hours i think but uh yeah but that's that's gonna be a uh watching sections yeah like, but again aside from rrr i'm like the rest of them are like okay a park chan wook movie of fucking course it's gonna be nominated yeah. for best international feature you know all quiet yeah. on the western front is like the yeah so in yeah. close too has been making huge rounds and people are saying is amazing so i i um yeah I'm, it, it you should check out rrr it's 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 right. on it's, yeah <laughs> it's pretty insane <laughs> Ooh. So yeah, I'm like excited and sad at the same time now. Well, now I'm even more excited for the Oscars to see like what direction they're going to go in and like what's going to happen. I mean, so yeah, zero Will Smith in here for Emancipation, which I think yep. people were like, Antoine Fuqua, is this going to be a thing? Like, is this now? Let's be honest, Will Smith slapped somebody earlier this year at the Oscars, so like there's a big yeah. asterisk, but that was kind of like the end of the comeback <laughs> was like, okay, zero love for this movie that was supposed to yeah. be your secondary, like shining moment. Yeah. Um, I, I have no, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't care about that movie. I'm like, I know. Oh God. I feel like Apple did the best they could on it. Like mm-hmm. the, 
it was either put it out this year or sit on it for a decade. Yep. You know? Yep. They did what they had to do. And I, yeah, let's move on. I'm, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. There it is. All right. Golden Globes. They're on their way. Nominations are out. Uh, very. Uh, Golden Globes are January. January 10th. Mm-hmm. So like a month. <laughs> Which is kind of insane. So I guess we'll be doing another yeah. episode about this in a month. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Where we'll be like, yeah, y'all had no idea. Sorry. I got to like pull myself back. Top here. Gun Maverick movie of the year. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. That's I feel like we have to prepare ourselves for the idea that that's a real possibility that Top Gun Maverick is best picture. I need to really get it through my head whether or not I would be really angry about that or not. I don't know yet. I don't either. <laughs> we'll think through that. Um, <laughs> si- dramatic yeah. silent pause. <laughs> pause. We're pondering. Um, yeah. But while we do that, shall we slide into the recommendations here? Yes. All right. So, because we just talked for like 45 minutes about the Golden Globes... We thought, why not give you a recommendation of a past Golden Globes Best Picture winner, which there have been yes. many, 80, I believe, <laughs> at this point. Yeah, that would, well, 79. 79, true, true. This will be the 80th. Um, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick is the 80th, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, But yeah, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, this is your week, so I will um, defer to you, whichever you'd like. Okay, um... I want you to go first. All right. Uh, mine is one that I like mostly am just excited to be able to talk about. Yeah. Um, I, I said to you off pod, I was like, yeah. ooh, uh, <laughs> an episode where I can literally just recommend The Godfather, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend the winner from 1992, ooh. Uh, which is Scent of a Woman. Oh, yeah, dude. Which is uh, Al Pacino, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, um, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell, who will forever be Robin in my mind. Oh, I'm like, oh, you know, he's done a bunch of other stuff, but like, yeah, yeah no, you're 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 terrible. Robin. Not ideal. Um, directed by uh, Martin Burst, Brest, Brist, uh, who also did like uh, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> okay. Like, and his, his big claim to fame is he did Jiggly, the uh oh yeah um J-Lo Ben Affleck terrible yeah. horrifying movie. Good um God. but Son of a Woman, uh 1992, like movie really just like about Al Pacino being Al Pacino. Um he's blind in it, uh, he's a retired uh I think like Colonel in the army. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about the, these two people kind of like coming to terms with each other. And like, it's kind of a coming of age, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, Al Pacino is incredible in this movie. Yeah. Like arguably like where he kind of hit his peak Pacino. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one where he says, whoa, through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, it, like, I haven't watched this in, in in a long time, which is why I'm kind of like struggling for actual things to say about That's, it. But I love this movie. <laughs> like, I'm like, 
I remember watching this movie and being so engaged and being so like just drawn into like the relationship and like Chris O'Donnell trying to like come to terms with like who he is and like yeah. who Al Pacino's character like so good. I I don't know. Like I scrolled down the list of best picture nominee or winners in this and I as soon as I saw Son of a Woman, I was like, I gotta talk about Son of a Woman. Um fantastic. I haven't seen this movie so in a minute. It has yeah, been a long yeah, time. I, yeah. It's um I just the the biggest thing I remember is Al Pacino, blind Al Pacino driving a car down a, a road in, in the Bronx. Yes. Um all right, maybe Queens. Oh man, I gotta remember. Um, One of the boroughs. I got apparently I gotta, gotta revisit this movie. Son um, of a woman. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean like Al Pacino, um you also get Chris O'Donnell, obviously, mm-hmm. Gabriel Anwar, Bradley Whitford, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, Brad Whitford, yeah. So good. Man, I, I'm like remembering things about this movie as you're saying them. Yeah. Good good pick. Wait, where can we find I, this? I wonder. Um That's gotta be a... I feel like that's maybe an nowhere. HBO thing. Let's see. That does feel very HBO. I know, I know. No, it looks like you gotta rent it for four bucks. But like, you oh. know, small Roku. Roku channel. There you go. <laughs> Dude Roku channel. Killing it, man. Tubi and Roku. They got some stuff that nobody else is really keeping things alive. Knocking out, yeah. Insane. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. And a pick that yeah. probably would never have come up other than for this. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I love that movie. I've seen it a handful of times. It's just, it's been, a, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Well, much like yours, mine, same deal. I have not seen this in a minute. Um, and I might not have brought it up otherwise, but mine is a Best Picture winner from 1974, uh, which was uh, William Friedkin's The Exorcist, which we've never talked about on this podcast, oh, and I haven't seen true. in years. And honestly, it's a movie that I think when I was a kid scared me so bad that it wasn't one that I cared to revisit very often. Like mm-hmm. It took me years and years to go back to, and I haven't seen it in a couple years now. Um, but uh, obviously written by, well, based off of the novel by William Peter Blatty, and then he um, adapted it into a screenplay uh linda blair is in this max von Cito. it's it's exactly what the mo- the title says it is it's about um a young girl who becomes well the parents aren't really sure but she co- becomes possessed by pazuzu the demon and they have to call upon the services of uh an exorcist to come and rid her of the demon and that's basically what the movie is there's more to it but yeah you know, you should watch The Exorcist if you haven't already. Uh, one we of the, can uh, we can safely fold this under horror movies that I have in fact seen. There you go. Um, and we will. And honestly, like this is one of those movies in the conversation for like scariest horror movie of all time, just because mm-hmm. of the time period it came out in, and it still holds that place in a lot of people's minds. Um, it, it really is scary. I mean, I think it has one of the greatest posters of all time. One of the best, like yeah. just him standing outside the house under the lamppost is like iconic. And it's such a small portion of the movie because obviously the rest of it is like, you know, her head's twisting around and she's flipping upside down. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of insane things that happen and it's very disgusting as well. But um, I mean, this is as classic as it gets for horror movies. Like if, you know, people are bringing up the best horror movies of all time, The Exorcist is in that conversation. Top tier. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's an incredible kind of a thrill ride. Um, And some of the most memorable and iconic moments and imagery that you will find in a horror movie, um, even more so than stuff like Texas Chainsaw. Like I think people see 
the exercise, yeah. like just the frame of her face. It's like that is just burned into my psyche. Um, <laughs> so let me see where I can find the exercise. I Incredible. feel like this might be on HBO Max. True, it is on true. HBO Max. <laughs> there you go. All right. So The Exorcist, you nice. can find it on HBO Max, and I urge you to watch it if you haven't. So there that's, you go. Uh, that's not a bad double feature, The no. Exorcist, Son of a Woman. That could work. That's like up there, yeah. That could work. <laughs> it's a bit of like a, a, a little different, but- A little different, but you know, not as different top as- Top tier cinema on both accounts, yeah. Right. It's not as different as Chippendales and uh, Mad God. That's a- True. That's a true. real one. That, that, I think that's the uh, <laughs> the bellwether of- Yeah. Can can we ever beat that? Can we ever beat it? Um. All right. So there we go. That'll bring us home. Uh, Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, man. People can find me on the internet on Twitter at JoshFuller33. Fuller is spelt with no E. I'm not super active on Twitter these days, but I'm still there from time to time. You can also find me um, both on Instagram and Letterboxd at JoshJFuller. And where can people find you, Willis? Uh, You can find me on the internet on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Letterboxd at WillisFilm. Uh, and if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. Uh, and you can find us on Letterboxd uh, at Pixel Splitters, where you can find all of our recommendations, including Scent of a Woman and The Exorcist. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, all right. Cool. Well, quite the uh, yeah. quite the episode. We got a little worked up about the, the Golden Globes, as is... You know, tradition kind of what you do yeah yeah <laughs> so we got two more before the end of the year one of which is going to be a megapixels yeah I'll type that again yeah um yeah which i'm very excited i'm rearranging my list right now and i'm like yeah what's gonna be number well one? i'm like kind of like trying to sort out what i'm gonna watch before we record that just so i'm like i feel like there's a couple that could like I could watch and could jump in that list. I, I kind of have my list uh, kind of, but. Um, so you have to have to watch Banshees and mm-hmm. Tar. You just have yeah. to before. Banshees, I'm def- Banshees, I'm doing this week. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm, as soon as that hits, <laughs> that hits HBO Max or, or hit, I guess, HBO Max yesterday. Yeah. And at this point, I probably will have already watched it because yeah. I've been flipping my shit about <laughs> it. Um, and Tar is going to be one of those ones I just got to like yeah. sit down and hit play. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's worth it. Um, decision to leave. Also, where is where is Tar streaming? Tar is so it's actually you can rent it it's now on Prime HBO. But let me see, Tar. I don't think it's gonna be HBO. Let's see. I'm more of a like. Can I get something that's gonna um, show in two, three, five on my widescreen monitor? Oh, interesting. It looks like oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's coming I'll, soon. I'll, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, all right. There you go, man. Lots to do. Lots to do. Good stuff. It's though. not like it's a busy time of year. No, no, like, not like we have actual jobs <laughs> to do or anything like that. Anyway. Yeah, or like families to go visit <laughs> yeah. and you know presents to buy and oh wrap. Oh God, it's it's yeah. stressful. We're not going to talk about that now. But uh, happy holidays, everybody. Yes. Um, yes. I think that'll be about it. Um, Yeah. More episodes coming soon. We'll talk to you all next week. Josh, as always, awesome. Yes. You too, man. End of pod.